my mindset is always, you know, things have kind of come out of nowhere sometimes for me. And and I, I always tell myself, okay, this is crazy right now. And five years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to be so grateful that that happened. And I just like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know where, but I know that this is setting me up and it's teaching me lessons and it's purposeful. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to Transacting Value, where we're encouraging dialogue from different perspectives to unite over shared values. Our theme for season four is intrinsic values. So what your character is doing when you look yourself in the mirror. Now, if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And if you're a continuing listener, welcome back. Today, we're talking our August core values of perseverance, reliability, and vitality. And folks, this is our first conversation for our third mini series of the year called Incorporating Values, where we focus on how personal values have influenced corporate spaces, work environments, and even to a certain degree, the brands that they produce or the services they provide. Now, this particular conversation, we're talking to the marketing manager of kitchen workstation brand, The Galley, out of Tulsa, Oklahoma, and her name is Carly Moore. So folks, without further ado, I'm Porter, I'm your host, and this is Transacting Value. Carly, what's going on? How you doing? I'm doing really well. How are you? I'm good. Thanks. I, look, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your weekend and, and just being able to sit and talk for a little bit. So I guess before we get into anything, thanks for your time. Of course. Likewise. Yeah, no problem. It's part of a, hob- <laughs> a hobby and part of my job, I guess you could say. But no, I, I really do appreciate it. And this is cool, too, because for all of our listeners on Transacting Value, what we've primarily focused on is personal values for the sake of, I guess you could say, personal imprints on society. This, like I said, is really the first time we're going to showcase how personal values, yours or somebody else's or a founder's, are actually cultivating and changing and creating a workplace environment. And in this case, a brand, right? The galley is more of a brand, I guess, than a specific to a product. Yes, we are a manufacturer and we're one of the few manufacturers that is really heavily focused on our brand and our brand identity. And a lot of our values flow into that. So I'm really looking forward to this conversation. Yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. Then let's just roll into it. So for everybody new to the show, we're talking on a video call, Carly and I, and we're only going to upload the audio though. So Carly, for a little bit of relatability, just to sort of get the ball rolling, let's start with you. Okay. So who are you? You know what I mean? What role do you fill? Where are you from? What sort of things have shaped your perspective? My favorite question. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was born and raised in Tulsa. And who am I? I'm a big dreamer. This is someone I've always been a big encourager of others to dream, which I think is what makes me love marketing. I'm a partner and wife to my awesome husband and sister, daughter, dog mom, and a lot of people locally here know me as a poodle lady because I am obsessed with poodles. Okay. Uh, so I have two poodles and then we have a mix, but we have our hands full with dogs right now. No kids yet, but I'm a multi-passionate person. And I love that one of our values today that we're kind of incorporating into this conversation is vitality because I actually really do feel like that And to be totally frank with you, I Googled vitality right before this call. (laughs) And I was like, okay, I need a refresher on exactly like what, not just what it means. Like it has a a vibe of its own, right? Just hearing that word. But the more I read about it, the more I was like, wow, I feel like this is an all encompassing word for how I try or strive 
to live my life. So I love that that's part of the values for this session. Anyway, so born and raised in Tulsa, I've lived here my whole life, still living here, 29 years old. And I never really left because I have everything here. My family's here. We have an awesome house that we bought. I went to school close by. I'm super close with my family. So that's always just kept me grounded. Like my grandparents, my aunts and uncles, my mom and dad, like everybody's here. I went to college at Rogers State University in Claremore, which is like 45 minutes away. I played soccer there. So that's what took me there. And then right after college, I decided to take a huge risk and open a business. Mm. So I started... Yeah. (laughs) I decided to just go ahead and do all of those like high risk things when I was young. And I had like all of this... I mean, I had all this energy cooped up and all of these big dreams. And it's actually funny because I... (laughs) did a business plan for my major. I majored in business administration with a focus on marketing. But one of my projects, my senior project was to develop a business concept. And I always wanted to own a clothing store. It was something that I literally always wanted to do with my life. And I made that business plan. And I actually decided to follow through with it after college. So like during my senior year, yeah, during my senior year, while I'm writing this business plan, I am also talking to a landlord who's building a development downtown of a shopping center made entirely out of shipping containers. So I ended up opening a 320 square foot shipping container store downtown right out of college. And I ran that for four years. I ended up closing that business because I opened a boutique with a bridal boutique with a partner. And that started to take up so much of my bandwidth. And I didn't want to put... I like to put my whole self into everything that I do. And I don't really like to compartmentalize. So I was like, I really am ready to just jump in with bridal. And so I closed my store, which was the January before the pandemic. So kind of, kind of good timing (laughs) in terms of closing a business that relied on me being there and me selling to my customers every day in person. Yeah. Cause I didn't do anything online. I preferred the in-person, the old fashioned way. So, oh, yeah. Um, okay. so yeah, so bridal ended up, that ended up kind of falling through after a couple of years. Um, my business partner actually still has the store and we'll probably tap into this later whenever we talk about perseverance. (laughs) (laughs) But that ended up falling through in a way that was kind of sudden and a little tragic, honestly, for me, because I am so passionate about everything that I do. And for that to end so abruptly, it kind of left me not knowing what I'm what I'm supposed to do with my life and where I'm supposed to take my life career wise. But it also taught me like not to so heavily in identify in my career. And it helped me kind of change my mindset and rediscover who I am without the title of business owner, bridal shop owner. And I did a lot of self-exploring, a lot of therapy. (laughs) (laughs) And I got a job. I was a marketing manager at a staffing company. And I ended up... I liked the people there, but I wasn't passionate about what I was marketing. And I realized then that I do need a level of identity in, in my work. Alrighty, folks, stay tight. We'll be right back on Transacting Value. Thomas Jefferson wrote in a letter to George Washington in 1787 that agriculture is our wisest pursuit because it will, in the end, contribute most to wealth, good morals, and happiness. 
Did you know that even at a nearly $1 billion valuation, farmers markets nationwide still authentically serve their local markets as direct-to-consumer, farm-fresh models of freedom, self-reliance, and teamwork? At the Keystone Farmers Market in Odessa, Florida, those same ideals also cultivate an agritourism experience, preserving the old ways of wholesome, family-oriented, sustainable growth of produce and people. For premium quality produce at affordable prices, opportunities for the kiddos to feed the baby cows, or to simply wander the garden and watch your future meals grow, visit Keystone Farmers Market on Facebook or come by in person to 12615 Tarpon Springs Road. Keystone Farmers Market, the place with the boiled peanuts. And I realized then that I do need a level of identity in in my work. It doesn't have to consume me, but... I need to find somewhere that I feel like I'm not only I'm a fit at, but that feels like home. So the crazy thing is I'm big on manifesting. I'm big on speaking things into existence. So I kept talking and my mom's my best friend. So I kept talking to my mom. I'm like, if I could just find a company that makes a really awesome product that I resonate with that I love and that has the same quality of people that I'm currently working with, I feel like I will have made it. Like I feel like I will finally have found my place. And the craziest thing happened is my acquaintance at the time, not even like a month later after I had this conversation with my mom, said, Hey, she just texted me, hey, can I take you to dinner and talk to you about a possible job opportunity? And I was like, wow, okay. I can't say no to that. So I'm going to go hear her out. And I was still a little like scared at that point. You know, I I was still new to this job. I wasn't even like eight months into this job that I got right after my entrepreneurial career kind of just ended abruptly. Yeah. And she took me out to dinner. She told me about the galley. She told me about the people and the experience. And she had been there for 12 years. Oh. Yeah. She actually had been there since the very beginning, since the product was invented by the kitchen designer who originally designed this concept. So she could speak from a place of almost like, I mean, she was there for it. And and her passion made me so excited. And also the product made me so excited. And so as like, as a marketer and as a former business owner and as a salesperson, knowing that this company exists, the stability of not being entrepreneurial exists with, yeah. in tandem with being able to feel like I'm a part of something exciting. So I interviewed that next week and talked. And I had no idea I'd be sitting in a room with just the CEO and Gabby, who is a director of marketing who hired me and the acquaintance that reached out to me. She's amazing. And so I'm just sitting in this room with them and talked for two hours, kind of like we're talking right now. It's just, they just laid it all out. And it didn't really feel like an interview. It felt like just an organic conversation that led to a job offer that led me here. <laughs> what a crazy so, story. Yeah. Man. It's wild. Yeah. Well, okay. So I got to... There's a few things I want to pick apart, like a shipping container store, first off. I haven't seen any like that, at least where I've been in the US, right? So it's sort of a novel concept, but it's a genius concept. It's a tiny home business, which is awesome exactly. right now. Yeah. But then you brought up clothing designs and apparel and working with people, obviously pre-COVID, but working with people. And then now there's all sorts of print on demand demands growing. But then you brought up a bridal business. And so focusing on, I assume it's more clothing or was more clothing and apparel than it was services and items, right? 
Right. The bridal business was actually entirely focused on the experience. So it was a one bride at a time appointment only structure, which actually ended up working through the pandemic once we were out of quarantine, you know, and we could, and they could wear masks and everything. So everything kind of worked out that way because having a, a store, I mean, and what's, what's actually crazy is my mindset is always, you know, things have kind of come out of nowhere sometimes for me. And, and I, I always tell myself, okay, this is crazy right now. And five years from now, you're going to look back and you're going to be so grateful that that happened. And I just like, I don't know where I'm going to be. I don't know where, but I know that this is setting me up and it's teaching me lessons and it's purposeful. Mm even though it's random. <laughs> I mean, yeah, sure. Maybe, maybe some chance for occurrence, yeah. but like, but back to the bridal shop, it was entirely an experience focused concept. So I wanted every single bride that came into the store to feel like they were on that show. Say yes to the dress. Right. Yeah. But I also wanted them to feel valued and heard and loved. And so we would spoil them and their, you know, optional champagne, like we would complimentary and just like spoil their whole group and make sure that they felt so special. And we would actually have a consultation call with the bride the night before to make sure we talk to her alone without the influence of whoever might be with her and make sure that we're on her team. We're not going to outright because there, there were moments where it was hard. I had to bite my tongue, you know, like surprising things happen whenever you're in bridal <laughs> and, and a bunch of opinions are under one roof about a dress that somebody's going to wear one time. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's like one of the biggest, you know, moments in their life. So we, we just, I don't know, we just created this experience and, and it went really well for the amount of time that I was there. I really did love what I did every single day. It sounds um, like it. And, and it I'm shows. Like, yeah. Yeah, but, but it's yeah. That- and and the store before that, I I've just always I, I just loved I loved helping people feel great. <laughs> That's really everything. Obviously, <laughs> I mean, like not even just passion in general, but your passion is contagious. Being able to convey that intensity that you feel for wanting to help other people and wanting to make other people feel valued and heard and loved in a way that you created a business, or I guess you and your partner at this point, but created a business mm-hmm. around curating experiences like sure there's the product right like the dress you're trying to market or, or right or do but it was about whatever. like it really we could go a whole entire day without selling a dress and i would still love that day like it, it wasn't about the dress sales right. sales it wasn't about sales at all for me it was about connecting with people well and that's what i'm saying right like that's the service yeah. you were really providing ultimately that made people right. feel valued and have that level of i guess you could look at it like this when you brought up vitality earlier, right, as I look at it anyways, that's the ability to make other people feel full of life, right? And so to convey your level of passion in a way that people feel valued in the experience to where Mm -hmm. you're now creating or curating a family and a sense of belonging within the experience and then increase somebody's self-worth and Mm self-esteem and self-confidence. You can't teach that, you know what I mean? And so then you find then you find the galley, at least from what we talked about, I think a couple weeks ago now that you find the galley, right? And how does or how do their values start to what complement what you're already bringing to the table? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's, there's uh, yes. something there that was so in, already aligned. Yeah, in so many ways. And I think one of 
the biggest ways and the biggest examples of this is, so we don't sell our product directly through our website. Uh, we sell through a network of people like who I used to be, entrepreneurial shop owners, you know, like uh, owners of plumbing and appliance fixture stores and, and showrooms, small businesses. And we are so committed to never undercutting them and to never selling our product directly behind their back. And it's supporting the person that I used to be, yeah. you know, so yeah. that I'm very passionate about that. And also the links we go to connect with our dealer network. Alrighty, folks, sit tight. And we'll be right back on Transacting Value. Alrighty, folks, here at Transacting Value, we write and produce all the material for our podcast in-house, gain perspective alongside you, our listeners, and exchange vulnerability and dialogue with our contributors every Monday morning. But for distribution, Buzzsprout's a platform to use. You want to know how popular you are in Europe or how Apple is a preferred platform to stream your interviews? Buzzsprout can do that. You want to stream on multiple players through an RSS or custom feed or even have references and resources to take your podcast professionalism, authenticity, and presence to a wider audience? Buzzsprout can do that too. Here's how. Start with some gear that you already have in a quiet space. If you want to upgrade, Buzzsprout has tons of guides to help you find the right equipment at the right price. Buzzsprout gets your show listed in every major podcast platform. You'll get a great looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your episodes, and more. Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. The team at Buzzsprout is passionate about helping you succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Plus, following the link in the show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you gets you a $20 credit if you sign up for a paid plan and helps support our show. You want more value for your values? Buzzsprout can do that too. I'm very passionate about that. And also the links we go to connect with our dealer network. Twice a year, we host a big training, like a training on our product, but it's so much more than that. I mean, we have them for dinner. We have them for lunch. We, we all, every employee at the galley is present and, and a part of this training too. And we host them and we spoil them. And it's, it reminds me, it's actually my favorite couple of days of the year because it reminds me of whenever I used to like take care of brides. Mm. And, but we get to do that for an entire group of people, like 50 people oh, and wow. just watch their like, yeah. And we watch their eyes like light up when they visit and see like how we all get along as a company and, and how much we love what we do and the passion, like you said, it's contagious. Yeah. So by the end of these trainings, our network, our dealers are, are leaving as like apostles, you know, like yeah, they're, yeah. they are just so enthralled with the way we do business with our values. Cause we actually talk about those in a presentation that is part of our training and they leave feeling like they're, and they are a part of the galley family. So what we do every single day is just making sure that they still feel that way, not just at the training, but all the time. It's such a cool opportunity, one, to be able to find something that aligns better with you and what you want mm -hmm. to accomplish, uh, albeit, I guess, initially by chance. But then to be able to find out you were right, it's such a cool feeling. I'm not personally convinced that it's as common as it should be. But mm -hmm. when it happens, 
I mean, just magical things start to seem to come together, right? Fulfillment, outlook, perspective for you, but then also for people you're working with. And I'm curious, you said a lot of these opportunities focusing on corporate values or these dealer networking type events twice a year you just talked about, for example, to help service and support who you used to be. I'd like to start there for a second and then move forward. So this is the segment of the show called Developing Developing Character. character. Developing Developing character. character. And the focus for anybody new to the show, in this case, is from Carly's perspective entirely, but it's all about your personal values, right? So we can sort of connect a, a few dots here and increase a little clarity. So two questions, though, and Carly, as vulnerable as you want to answer, or I don't know, I never thought about it. That's fine, too. It's up to you. But okay, so this first question, though, is what were some of your values growing up? Oh, it's a great question. I feel like so much of mine started with family, pretty much every every piece of advice. I mean, there's still times nowadays when I'm dealing with a scenario or situation where my values come into, my values are needing to be reestablished in my mind to be able to handle something, you know, like yeah, yeah. that little voice in your head. Yep. My voice is very loud. <laughs> <laughs> and I, it all comes from my grandparents and from my parents and family. And we've always been very close knit. Like I was on the phone with my mom before I came here today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, uh, a lot of it is optimism. That's something that was taught, I think was taught from my papa, my grandpa on my mom's side, and he was entrepreneurial as well. And my mom would always tell me stories We've because he was in oil and gas. And she said, you know, Carly, growing up, we were moving a lot moving wherever the oil was. And we've been rich and we've been poor. We've been in a mansion and we've been in a garage apartment. And she was like, but the most important thing is that we always knew it was going to be great no matter what. So it, and there was always like, if whenever we were in the garage apartment, we were just as happy because we still had our love and we still had each other. And we mm. that's really what matters. And that's something I've always taken with me is no matter what my life, current life situation is, if it's not, you know, what I always envisioned it to be, because I'm a very visual person, I know that I have my family no matter what. And I have the people that I love and whoever you choose to be family, you know, family can be chosen people in your life. But that's something that I've always held really closely to me. And poodles. And that opted that and poodles for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Poodle family and poodles. That's really those are my values. Um <laughs> no, but optimism is a really big one because my papa, even whenever he, he would drill a, a dry well and he'd go, Well, there's more. There's always another one. Yeah. He goes that it's he, he was just he always knew it was gonna work out and it did. And so I've really carried that philosophy with me with every new business venture that I've started, I've been like, you know, there's no question in my mind, it's going to work. And it did, even though I closed both of like, I closed one store and left, you know, left another situation, it still worked. And and I was really just ready for those chapters to close, whether I knew it or not, but everything ended up working out and it will continue to do so. I believe as long as I keep this mindset. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it's, it's all in how you choose to look I at mean, it. Exactly. And words are so, so powerful. And, you know, speaking things into existence. I mean, it's it's reassurance. It's not, I'm not just saying it magically happens if you say it's going to happen, but it's telling yourself it's going to happen and and figuring out how 
and how you have how you have to behave and how you have to establish routine and boundaries and and how how to get there. Yeah. Well, optimism is a huge huge value in my life. Okay, so let me let me ask you this yeah. then our, our second question, if any of that has changed and it doesn't sound like much has, but so then what are some of your values now? <laughs> kind of developing off of that like I, I think there's been that values added which are compassion and empathy. I feel like empathy is something that I feel like I've always practiced kindness, but I think that empathy is kind of an extension of that and almost like a, I guess you would say a developed version of that because being kind is one thing, but understanding how somebody feels and how they might be seeing the world right now mm. and then being able to speak to them from that perspective instead of just your blanketed like mask of kindness sometimes that can feel less relatable yeah. and less, you know, or vulnerable and less uh, authentic. Yeah. And then in genuine, that's a perfect word. Yeah. Me searching for the words. Yeah. <laughs> <But> <laughs> well, so, okay, let's, let's take that for a second then, because I think it's the perfect tie in to go from trying to interpret or understand or, or ideally in advance, identify how somebody's viewing the world and then just happen to have a product that fits a problem set that they have while providing a service that complements their perspective and outlook and makes them feel like a, I guess you'd say ultimately a, I don't know, better person, but like through corporate alignment, right? So let, let's talk to the gallery yeah. for a second. How do those things that you just brought up, for example, translate into the galley's sort of corporate or maybe even, I don't know, social governance type outlook then? Well, I think that translates perfectly into a lot of our team efforts, you know, like around the table, we, we do a lot of staff meetings, like all of us sitting around a table and just making sure, you know, that even though I might be over here in my happy bubble, sometimes, you know, excited about everything, not everybody is always feeling that way too, Amen. you know, and understanding, you know, not letting that a destroy my happiness and my feeling, my joy, but also not being so blind to the fact that there are people that don't have that same perspective and understanding and that there's a reason for that. And I may not know what's going on at home and I may not know why. And to never like treat them or, or think really any differently than someone for having a different perspective than I do. Alrighty, folks, sit tight and we'll be right back on Transacting Value. Did you know that children who do chores to earn their allowance have more respect for finance and more of a drive for financial independence? Did you know that families who complete tasks together have stronger bonds? Did you know that cognition, sense of self, and anxiety all improve if people have regular interactions with nature? Imagine what instilling self-esteem, resilience, family, teamwork, and an authorized sense of self could do for the growth of each generation, no matter the temptation. At Hoof & Clucker Farm, that's just another Tuesday. Want to learn how to homestead or just more effectively develop your character for an unknown future? Follow or direct message on Instagram at Hoof & Clucker Farm. Watch it happen in real time. A wise man learns from the mistakes of others. A foolish man learns from his own. And to never like treat them or, or think really any differently than someone for having a different perspective than I do. And I think that that carries in the galley and it's a group of very different people, mm. but we all come together and understand each other and our like unique circumstances that led us here. 
we're a cool crew. <laughs> it sounds like it. Yeah. It sounds like a great place to work. So how do you, yeah. how do you, I guess, take that unity of effort or, or that sort of unified front, obviously for your brand as a whole, though, all the staff, employees, mm-hmm. everybody involved, how do you take that sort of unified front and I don't know what you would call it, push it forward. So like you build this like brand ambassadorship with your clients, you know what I mean? Cause ultimately you're delegating that passion and that ability to cultivate a sense of belonging to your clients so they can also right. do it as a distributor, right? A lot of that comes through understanding our clients' perspectives and trying to understand what happens on, we call it the front lines because they're the ones selling the product in the showroom. We're the ones making it and thinking about how we want it to be sold. But we're always open and receptive to hear what's really going on. You know, what are people really asking? Because there's a lot of question marks with our product. You know, it's a new, very innovative take on the what we call outdated kitchen sink. And we don't say sink here. (laughs) (laughs) We say workstation because it's a completely different product than a sink. But I would definitely say that we take that empathy that we have for each other here and we translate that into feeling that for those that are on the front lines, those that are selling the product in their showroom at their business, as well as I actually have a great story that I kind of wanted to share in here. Yeah. If that's cool. Yeah, please. Okay. So this is a story that the CEO, Scott Anderson, tells frequently. And and I love that he does because every single time I'm just incredibly moved by it. But this is kind of a perfect example of how our values play into how we do business. And what he will always say is, I'm not afraid to lose money for sticking to our values. Mm. Like values come before our profit. So the perfect example of this is uh, whenever he first acquired the company from the original inventor and kitchen designer, it was actually being sold directly online. And it wasn't sold very frequently yet. You know, this was the very beginning. And it wasn't the, certainly wasn't the product that it is now after a lot of more prototyping. But somebody purchased the galley online. Mm-hmm. And he wanted to reach out and do some research and ask that person, why? Why did you buy this product that's, you know... I mean, it's very high end, like online, like what moved you to make this purchase? And they proceeded to tell him, well, we went into a plumbing and appliance showroom and we saw it there. And they talked to us for about an hour and we absolutely love the product, but we decided not to get the whole appliance package with them. So basically they were, they were a little, you know, embarrassed and shy to go back and say, okay, we only want the galley, even though you spent so much time and effort with us to sell us this entire appliance package for a new build. We only want this and we're going to get the rest with another business. So they didn't want to do that. So to avoid that, they went online. Okay. And Scott was just, I mean, that just gut punched him. Like he was like, I hate that somebody who is out there advocating for our product got shorted. And they spent all this time and all this energy and effort creating an experience for this customer and hoping for that sale only for us to just reap all the benefits. Mm -hmm. So what does Scott do? He cuts a check for the amount of profit loss in that transaction and sends it to that showroom. Oh, wow. I mean, I've never heard a story like that ever. And that inspired me so much and just really made me realize like, okay, I'm in the right place. Like 
they don't just talk the talk. They really do genuinely care about the person selling our product. Well, I appreciate the story because it's difficult sometimes to convey those types of experiences, your firsthand experiences like this, for example, on your website or on any website. You know what I mean? Yeah. What a brand represents is incomparably important. And to try to focus on a product vice a cause or an image or an emotion or something that it stands for, Mm -hmm. that it allows other people to stand behind is difficult to identify that level of clarity, I think. And so I guess we probably could have done this earlier too, but in the spirit (laughs) of clarity, it's just to be clear, the galley is a sink though, right? Like terminology aside. We cannot say that. (laughs) Well, okay. All right. That's Uh, No, no, no. So, okay. So what what is the galley? It's a reinvention. So the galley, yes, it has a basin. Yes, it has taps that we sell. (laughs) Listen to me dance around the word. (laughs) (laughs) But what's unique is it's stainless steel. It has two tiers inside of the basin where we have culinary tools, anything from a cutting board to a colander to a mixing bowl that have multiple levels that you can slide across the basin underneath one, bring yeah, it out, a drying the rack. on like, the website oh. look awesome. Yeah. So what it does is like normally a sink, right? We're talking about a regular kitchen sink. Yeah, not, not you a workstation. Can, you, right. You yeah. can clean. That's pretty much the extent of what a sink is for. It's for your dishes to pile up and for you to finally do it yep. <laughs> and, I'll, and I'll wash them that. and wash the pots and pans. With a workstation, you can prepare, cook, serve, entertain, and clean. So cleaning is just one part of it. Mm. And so those are all of the functions that you can do within a galley workstation basin. And it's really remarkable to watch. And one of the things that I've done since I've came here is try to connect that bridge of thought, tell people, okay, no, this is not a sink. And this has been really fun on social media, by the way, trying to tell people that this isn't a sink because... (laughs) <laughs> We've gotten lots of discourse. But yeah, so you you can do everything from your prep work to preparing entire buffet spread. Alrighty, folks, sit tight. And we'll be right back on Transacting Value. Who even talks about who we authentically are or why it seems like people care more about the characters they create than the character they have? Who even talks about what values are socially governing a business within a particular industry or which personal values are aligning a corporate vision? On Transacting Value, we do. Transacting Value is a podcast showcasing the role and impact of values and character development within the future of a respective industry, mechanical, social, parental, or any other industry that fits within a society. I'm Porter. I'm your host. I'm a millennial long-distance father who's attempting to learn about people, teach about life, and talk about values with complete strangers, no script, and we're inviting you to listen. In all of my deployments, one thing I've learned is that we need to increase dialogue showcasing the value of a value system and just start a civil conversation somehow. As Martin Luther King said, we're not judged by the color of our skin, but by the content of our character. To find where perspectives meet values, join us every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your favorite podcasting platforms, like directly from our website, transactingvaluepodcast.com. And we'll meet you there. You can do everything from your prep work to preparing entire buffet spread. Like I literally recreated a Chipotle setup like what you see when you walk into a Chipotle, Uh, I can make in a galley 
where you go through with the tongs and you grab everything you need and the spoon and the queso and like all the, you can build your bowl all the way across inside the basin. Your countertops are untouched. You just got one, right? Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yes. We've had it fully functional now for a week now Mm. and we've already cooked like five meals and we're, and I am a happy camper because my husband's an amazing cook, but he is quite messy. But ever since we've had the galley, all of the mess, whenever he's prepping in there, is contained to the basin. Sure. So he seasoned a rack of ribs last weekend. And all of the seasoning, he put it on the drying rack, right? So like all the excess seasoning is going into the basin. And it's washing away after. Which is so nice because that used to be all over my countertops. And then (laughs) I'm cleaning duty because he cooks fantastic food. And so the trade-off is I clean. Sure. So now my cleaning setup is contained to one space, which is our galley workstation. So it's incredibly convenient. And part of the values that we kind of infuse into the brand are those family values gathering around the kitchen, those special memories and special moments. And that's what you'll see in a lot of our like public facing marketing yeah, And a lot of the past values, all the things we were discussing before with our dealer relationships, those are kind of more of an inside look. Those aren't things that we actively promote as a brand. So it's not really what I promote as the marketing manager and social media content creator. I promote more of the like, if you get this product, it's going to change the way you live in your kitchen. And the kitchen's the heart of the home. And it's where you share all of the special memories with your family. So wouldn't you want this beautiful piece of equipment to help you make more of those memories and involve your family with the entire process? Well, I mean, that's it, right? Like, I think by by nature, all heart transplants are (laughs) life-changing. So you can't help but have at least a better experience, right? But sort of like you brought up in the beginning... It's on us to choose how we interpret what our outcomes, what our outlooks, what our perspectives do for us. And I I don't want to knock it, right? And I don't necessarily want to jump on it either. But kitchen appliances of any kind are expensive. It's not something you can buy once a weekend and, you know, despite not needing to, just for the sake of cost, right? And so to dwell on that, and this also for anybody listening, is I'm not trying to sell the galley. That's Carly can do that. Go to thegalley.com. But (laughs) But to be able to have an experience like that and have it be so pivotal with, like you mentioned, either a family you create or a family you're born into or both is monumental, right? But to dwell on the fact, oh, well, it's too expensive or I can't afford it or I can't fit it in my kitchen or I don't have a Mm -hmm. need for it. There are limiting beliefs that from a negative perspective, you can choose to adopt. And that exists with anything and everything. That's the reality of life, right? But, Mm -hmm. But the flip side, for the sake of balance here, not to make this sound like it's all rosy, but is drastically different. Like you can foster a relationship with people, whether it's people reaching around each other to make spaghetti and sauces and do all sorts of things and laugh and joke in the process, or just do it by yourself and host other people. Like you said, the Chipotle spread. I think it's revolutionary. Yeah, especially, I think it's a cool idea. Yeah, it, it totally is. It totally is. It's revolutionizing the way kitchens are even designed. Yeah. Like from like the layout perspective, but to that point, you know, with preparing together, I mean, our basins run as large as seven feet. (laughs) Yes. So that is enough for your whole family to be doing something together. Yeah. Uh, So when you think... Just so I'm clear now, since you brought it up, that's on one standard drain? Yes. 
Wow. One drain on, yeah. So the drains are usually on the, like the left or the right side. You so can it's like pick a which side you want. Oh yeah. Wow. Yeah. We got a five foot in our house and our house is small and our kitchen is small. But when I tell you that it's already added, it feels like our kitchen is bigger because we have one now. Wow. Because all of the functionality is contained within that five feet of length, which before was just a countertop. Okay. Well, I think let's just put it down there for a second. And everybody else listening or anybody else listening to this in the future can generate their own opinions and do their own research. How do people find out about the galley or order or distributors or any of the above, social media even? What are some options for yeah. people? So you can visit thegalley.com. That is where you can find everything from exploring all of our models to if you click our showroom tab, you can actually locate exactly where your nearest galley dealer or designer is next to you or near you and be able to go see the product in person for yourself because that's really where it shines. So social media, of course, I have to plug it as I am the (laughs) manager of the social media at the Galley Brands. We are most active on Instagram and everything that we post on Instagram goes to our Facebook as well. So you can find us there. Perfect. And for everybody listening, links to the website, thegalley.com, and also to the Galley's Instagram and Facebook all that'll be in the show notes. So whatever player you're streaming this on, you can click see more, you can click show more, whatever gives you that longer description, or just go to our website and you'll be able to see all these links to the galley and Carly's awesome social media skills there also. <laughs> but Carly, I really appreciate the opportunity. I really appreciate you taking some time to talk and just relax and talk about work outside of work. You know what I mean? It's sort of a, yeah. a weird quagmire we created, but it worked well. So I appreciate your time. Uh, you, I think you picked the right person to talk about work outside of work <laughs> because yeah. I I do that a lot. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. This has really been an honor to talk about work and you know how personal values do matter when it comes to what business you choose to work for or what company you choose to work for. I really think that it was a you know match made in heaven type situation, but I also think that that's because a lot of my values aligned with the companies and. Love your podcast. I've been listening to it a lot leading up to our talk and I plan on continuing to listen to it. So thank you. Thank you very much for what you're doing and bringing these organic, really refreshing conversations to life. Yeah, I appreciate it. And if you've got any tips, uh, we can talk later off the air about trying to build a brand, I suppose. But I do appreciate you saying that. So yeah, thank you. And to everybody else who's listening, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and obviously listening to our August core values of perseverance, reliability, and vitality, obviously now to our third mini series, Incorporating Value. So thank you for that. And you know, also a little bit indirectly here, Carly, I got to thank your grandparents and your parents and Scott (laughs) Anderson and Roger State and the galley and everybody who's (laughs) helped sort of foster your perspective and your worldview and your attitude and your ability to communicate it effectively and so passionately to make experiences for people. Because, well, frankly, ultimately, without those things, this may not have been as cool as it was. So, uh, oh, man, I need to thank them, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me. I'm going yeah. to call them right after this. <laughs> yeah. Now you guys have something else to talk about. So I'm glad yeah. we can help a little bit. You know, it's all about the experience, I suppose. But yeah, so everybody, thank you for tuning in as well. Now, also to our show partners, Keystone Farmers Market, Hoof and Clucker Farms, and Buzzsprout, obviously, for your distribution. Thank you guys as well. 
Folks, if you're interested in joining our conversation or you want to discover our other interviews, you can check out transactingvaluepodcast.com and continue to follow along as we stream on social media with new interviews every Monday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on all your favorite podcasting platforms. But until next time, that was Transacting Value.